0: Welcome, I'm John Lynch, and I'm the host of The Discarded Compass, the podcast for the seasoned seeker. If this resonates, please subscribe to us for future episodes. So without further ado, sit back, relax, and join me and my guest as we deep dive into the mystery of spiritual enlightenment. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of The Discarded Compass. And we're all the way from Germany. We have a great guest for you. And it's Andreas Muller. Andreas, how are you, sir?
1: Yes, I'm fine. Thank you very much for the invitation. And how are you?
0: You're welcome. Uh, I'm more than good, actually. Yeah, yeah. Um, enjoying doing these podcasts and and things. Um, you're. Are you a teacher, or are you not a teacher? And how did all this begin for you?
1: <laughs> well, I'm not a teacher, of course. <laughs> There's nothing to teach, so I'm. But I'm not a teacher.
0: (laughs) And how did all this apparent teaching happen?
1: How it happens or how it happened? Happened. How it happened? Well, it actually, it happened quite unexpected and it literally came out of nowhere. So at one point it was somehow clear that this is going to happen, that these talks will be set up, but it wasn't planned or expected for months beforehand or something. It was just quite surprisingly clear that, oh, I think those talks are, or it it seems as if I start uh, talking. And quite quickly there was a, a website happening and the first talks were announced, and that's how it started.
0: And were you on a spiritual journey prior to this happening?
1: Well, I was, well, of course, I met Tony Parsons kind of two years before I started speaking. And before those two years, I was on a spiritual path for quite a few years, actually. Yeah. So I was on a spiritual path. Then I met this message through Tony Parsons. And at some point, so so to speak, those talks started to happen.
0: That's... And was it a traditional spiritual path you run or was it non-dual path? Or...
1: Yeah, I wouldn't yeah, I wasn't aware. People called it non-dual, but it was more like advaita self-inquiry. That I did. I was with a with a guru in Germany, and he was holding satsangs. That's how it was called. I some people actually back then already called it Advaita or non-duality, but I never. I wasn't too conceptual, so I didn't really care at that time. Well, not that I care today, but. uh.
0: So when you met Tony. Did something happen, apparently? Could you tell us about that?
1: Well, for me, actually, when I met Tony, I wasn't looking for someone. I had been coming out of this guru-disciple thing a few months before that, and I was quite happy that this collapsed in a way, and I felt quite free. Of course, I still was someone, I felt free as a me, so to speak, but I was, I was enjoying that time, actually. So I wasn't really looking for someone or for another event to go even, but uh, then I stumbled over Tony and it caught my attention and actually I think two or three weeks later he had a talk in Germany and I just went also unexpectedly as I said I was quite happy not having so to speak an event to go to and stuff like that so but I went and I was quite impressed I think that's a good term I was just impressed by it and I was also a bit disappointed because I thought I knew a lot from all this seeking period, but I was, it was quite obvious that something else was going on there. I couldn't name it and stuff, but it was—I think it was fascinating to me. Yeah.
0: So maybe you were in, as they call it, the tiger's mouth before you met Tony
1: that's that's possible because i had an awakening i I had a few before but i could somehow put them into the spiritual story but a few months before i met tony i had an awakening and that's when the spiritual game ended it was so obvious that I will never make it and that seeking has nothing to do with finding something. So uh, they are kind of the spiritual seeking kind of collapsed already. And yes, and then I, I met this message a few months afterwards. But yeah, well, if you want so, one could say it was already happening, so to speak.
0: Mm. I remember Tony was talking about he was walking across the car park one day and it just, the the whole paradoxical event happened.
1: Mm -hmm. Yes, actually, actually I had something like that at the beginning of my spiritual seeking, but all I had to connect to as I, I survived it, so to speak, was spirituality and were personal teachings. What happened? Well, what do you mean back then? Well, it, was, it wasn't a big thing, actually. And um, I understood, so to speak, years later that there was an awakening because there was actually like nothing going on. But suddenly there was a kind of a... finding myself again, there was something like, oh, I'm here, wow. And all I knew was that the body wasn't sleeping, but I wasn't aware of anything. As I said, I understood years later that this must have been an awakening kind of, because from then on, I felt very unrooted, like as if I had been ripped out of the ground a bit but then left again that's how I felt and then there was the spiritual seeking with a lot of ups and downs and stuff like that um
0: it's it's quite something for so for to happen to someone as such you know um and it can be quite terrifying maybe um was it like that for you
1: Well, as I said in the beginning, I really wasn't, it wasn't really part of my story, even this first glimpse or the first awakening. I think there was just an irritation going on afterwards about not feeling so solid anymore. Nothing really felt solid, but I was still there trying to cope with that. So that was quite irritating. While the awakening, so to speak, at the end of the spiritual period, that was quite freeing. Actually, that was that was a good one, <laughs> and I've, I was very relieved afterwards because um, because the spiritual seeking already became a real burden. The promise was out was out, so to speak. It was just trying and trying and. Bah. so
0: yeah, it seems we have to be nearly hammered into submission, maybe maybe life does that to people, <clears throat> excuse me, and sometimes it could be too much um you know uh there's lots of perspectives, lots of different unique i maybe awakenings are unique for everybody in in some respects, but you know you mentioned that um you left the fold as such uh and there was some sort of recognition, maybe, recognising of your true self. Did that recognising happen with Tony? Uh, When was that final event, could we name it, like that?
1: Well, I think this final event um, happened... Actually, when I started talking, I think my start of the talking came out of this dying. So... I think when I met Tony, it was about two years of fading out. And I didn't have a clear event at the end. It was more like, well, as I said, suddenly this meeting started out of nowhere, actually. But it was quite clear that it'll be this, what will be coming out. It won't be a concept or or um, just learn sentences or something. It was quite clear that this message would come out.
0: It's like an alive, spontaneous, it has to be, doesn't it? It has to be a live, spontaneous dialogue. Oh,
1: totally. Absolutely. Yeah. Only. Yes, only. There is no prepared knowledge or something
0: never yeah and then you're meeting people with ideas contrived ideas and beliefs and a lot of knowledge maybe um meeting you and you're delivering this message um how is that how does it work
1: hmm well if i would describe it i would I would regard it as an answering and it's not answering the concepts or something because also the concepts are more like a tool for the seeking energy. So it's the seeking energy that, that asks, so to speak, how can I be free? What's the path? How should I be? All those questions. And there is an, an answer but it's actually a non-answer. It's nothing coming back, or no thing is the answer. And apparently this seems to set up, and uh, that's an, kind of an energetic dynamic that happens. One could yeah, say like that.
0: And when the response is that for no one, for no thing, just something I was thinking about this evening, it's like the mind will grab that and it will say, Oh, I'm there because there's a mental nothing as well. Is that a, a big trap for people? And how do they navigate that?
1: Well, I think it's inevitable. I wouldn't call it a trap. I think it is to be expected because the seeker, the seeking energy will do that. No matter what, no matter what I say, no matter what I don't say, no matter if uh, those meetings don't happen, so to speak, the seeker w- will conceptualize life. The seeker will conceptualize what happens. And, of course, the seeker will do this with this message or this non-answer as well. It's it's not a trap. It will happen. <laughs> 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 and and there is no possibility for the seeker to go around that
0: yeah it's quite a, a tough place for a seeker to be in a you know in, in a certain respect but <clears throat> is it uh it's inevitable uh is there anything wrong with that
1: no exactly that's why also i wouldn't call it a trap it's just what apparently happens And it's just what apparently happens when there is someone. That's how the
0: seeker lives. That makes it even worse for someone that's really screaming to get this message, to be told, no, that's it too. I mean, really, it's terrible. It's terrible.
1: In the end, the seeker's dilemma is that it's already whole and complete. Absolutely. (laughs) For the seeker, it would be much more easy if there would be a real seeker and a real problem. Yes.
0: Yes. And it's quite fascinating. It, you know, I've said this before. It, it's the most fascinating thing in life to be talking about. And we've got different ways of talking about enlightenment, different avenues, different religions, different perspectives. It, it's an amazing thing. But at the end of the day, you have to walk it alone.
1: Oh. <laughs> <Aww. laughs>
0: Isn't that, <laughs> Isn't that true? You have to kind of say, okay, you have to look inward.
1: Well, I know what you mean. Of course, I wouldn't put it like that. But of course, in the end, it's, well, how to say that? Uh, yes, it's not about concepts. It's not uh, about dancing around it. I mean, that's what all the religions and philosophies usually do. They dance around it, but still remain separate. But of course, in the end, uh, for liberation, so to speak, you need to die. Which again is another story because it turns out that there isn't even someone to die. Well, yeah. Yeah. It's not what we talk about is not dancing around an artificial topic liberation i am someone how to reach it is it better to meditate or is it better to chant mantras or is it better to not do any that's all quite well of course these are the questions that the seeker is interested in but in the end that's all
0: quite conceptual still um To try and navigate it, to try and meet uh, a direct message like this is daunting. Um, and what would be the ultimate pointer that you would give anybody?
1: <laughs> well, I have. I say something, but at the beginning, I have to say you can't give pointers to someone. Because in the end, these aren't even pointers. You can't even point to the natural reality because it's not over there. It's never over there. It's never something you can point out. But, of course, in the end, what would be the pointer is there is no one. That's the pointer. There is no
0: one. This is it. Is there an answer in the seeking?
1: And no, of course not. No. No, there is no answer.
0: So there's no arrival?
1: There's no arrival, exactly, exactly. All those ideas are part of the personal dream, and all of those questions, so to speak, dissolve in, hello, there is no one. This would all be those questions. When will I arrive? Can I arrive? Is there an arrival? Who am I? Um, What to do? What's the truth? And the answer in the end is, hello. Who is asking? There is no one. Hello. Yes. There isn't even a question, really. Because who is asking?
0: But obviously you're here talking to me. I mean...
1: (laughs) I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> that I am here talking to you. <laughs> but yeah, that's what apparently happens. Yeah, understand.
0: So, how is that 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 energy that that what's left there? How would it be described?
1: Well, <clears throat> that's the thing. It can't be described at all because there is nothing left here that happens exclusively here. There isn't a certain way of experiencing or a certain way of being here left in contrast to you or to the screen or to anything else. There's just those those sentences. Well, there's everything and nothing and what happens is all there is and stuff like that. But... It's not something that happens inside here in contrast to other things. So in that sense, there's really nothing left, nothing that could be claimed or named or observed or experienced. There is no, yeah, yeah. Nothing grasping itself, nothing experiencing itself.
0: Yet, why is there always a movement towards understanding what you just said?
1: What do you mean on the seeker's side?
0: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well, Well, I think understanding looks like a good tool to find fulfillment. I think the seeker, the seeking energy, is looking for personal fulfillment. And understanding is just a tool. It doesn't have to be understanding, really. I mean, there are spiritual schools who say, oh, leave the mind, just feel or experience purely and stuff. I think it just looks like an a good tool to think about it, to understand it, to find answers. Because it creates those moments of, ah, that's how it is. And those moments seem promising.
0: And yet people seek for something ultimate, something final, something that's bigger and better and the real, real, real reality. And is it so ironic that if that was so, it would be so, that they would have got it already? I mean one could say so
1: yes if the if seeking would would have worked out if their methods would have worked out they would have already gotten it yeah
0: yeah yeah, yeah. and can we talk about the the energy something makes disappear um what is that how does everything appear the way it is? Life, tables, chairs, people—the world spins around and round.
1: Well, uh, there is no answer to that because the world never really appears. There isn't a process of appearance. I think that's that's the difficulty with the word with the word appearing because it. The person it would always add um, a creation process to the world appearing. And the question would be, how does the world, how has the world come into existence? That's what the person would ask when it says, how does the world appear? But in that sense, the world isn't appearing. There isn't anything appearing in terms of coming into existence. That's why there is no answer to it. It's a projection of the person, because the person experiences itself as something that has appeared. I came into existence. I'm something that's now here. And it just projects its reality onto everything, thinking, well, wow, this has appeared, <laughs> together with me, actually. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, when this when this sense of I am collapses, this whole impression that there is a world out there that has appeared collapses as well. So there is no answer.
0: So the only way to go is within and look for the I am.
1: Well, <laughs> who would do that? That's it's a really hopeless situation for the person because I can't. Suggest anything, need not even to go inwards. I mean, of course, one could say if there would be a question, it would be, who is there? Is there someone? But there isn't anyone who could ask it to itself. So there's no no direction to go at all.
0: And the thought would come up. Who's asking the question and another thought will come up and
1: so to speak exactly. You you look inwards, and then it's possible that you even don't find someone, so you end up being someone who says, Well, I've looked inwards, I haven't find someone, but I can't do anything with this knowledge because I experience myself still as present. That's what usually happens when people go inwards. They survive their inquiring, so to speak.
0: So there's no self-centre there, Andreas?
1: Yes. Yes. In the end, nowhere. That's why we can call it an illusion, so to speak. But there is no, there is no I within anyone or within anything. Absolutely
0: and when it's seen that there's no self center therefore the, the word illusion is used <clears throat> because that goes hand in hand with it, the happening
1: well yeah one could say so yes yeah so people yeah it's a, it's a it's a tough one with the word illusion because of course when i say the i is an illusion for the eye, it still sounds as if there is something okay. There isn't an eye, but there is a real illusion that we can work on, or stuff like that. But what it actually means is there is just no such thing, there isn't anything within anyone, neither an eye nor an illusion.
0: And what's coming up here is the word freedom is there a such a thing?
1: No, not as an experience of a state, but sitting in front of a screen and being you and being me is utterly free. It's not limited by anything. It's not limited by any greater instance or by any um, absolute observer or some kind of force or principle. That's the freedom. In that sense, freedom is the natural reality, but it's not yours or mine. or no.
0: It's simply... And that's
1: yes. it. <laughs> yes.
0: yes, 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 yes. God, so simple, isn't it, really? I mean, you know... Oh.
1: <laughs> and it's already the case. That's the simplicity, yes. It's already free to exactly be this. Nothing takes care, nothing has opinions, nothing tries to push it. Exactly as it is. Not realizable, again, because it already is this. So, yeah, it's utterly, utterly simple and beautiful. And, yes.
0: And there must be a relaxation and ease about you because of this.
1: <clears throat> yes, one could say so. Yes, well, let's put it like this: it's just the end of this artificial struggle. It doesn't create an an additional ease or on top. I'm at ease. No, that not that. It's much more natural and ordinary. But of course. This artificial struggle of the person to find something deeper and the consequences out of that frustration and longing and analyzing, and this, of course, this dropped. That's naturally e- easy.
0: Besides the person, and you got disease, don't you? With the apparent seeking and apparent person is disease.
1: One could say so. Yes, yeah. To be someone, apparently, is kind of connected to this sense of I have to do it. Something's not quite right. It's a struggle. It's an art. It's it feels like a struggle. I have to do something. I need to do it. Yeah,
0: and there's suffering in there, isn't there? With that setup.
1: Yes, one could call the setup itself suffering. Yeah.
0: The setup itself, the core setup. What is that disease that what is the core setup of that personal disease for anyone? Could you
1: well it just feels as if one's own presence is unbearable, as if there is some kind of the moment there is this self-center, it feels as if something isn't quite right. As if there's a tension going on all the time, and the person thinks that it it needs to find an answer to them, either to make this tension go away, or to heal it, or to soften it, or whatever. Uh, I can't I can't explain it really because it it's just what seems to be happening but that's what seems to be happening and there is this me. It just feels something's not quite right.
0: Is there a compassion for people in that place or would you see it as just an illusion?
1: I wouldn't, yeah. That's the thing. You can't really have compassion with people because there isn't anyone really. But of course there can be compassion for theirs for the struggle for the feelings that that go on but you can't have compassion really with there isn't any even in in that there isn't anyone there really so not really
0: <laughs> um life that energy that life energy um I think the paradox of someone trying to be this, it seems as soon as they try to reach it, they create somebody that's trying to reach something and they actually trap themselves doing that. Then they might say, okay, I'm not going to do anything. And then you've got someone not doing anything. Um, and they say it's already this and they're unclear, whatever. Are they right? That this, this that they've got, is it the is it, is it the correct this? <laughs> you know? <laughs> How can you be
1: sure? Yeah. <laughs> oh, you can't be sure. That's the thing. You can never be sure, but only when there's no one left. There just is no one left. And I think this can't be denied anymore, then, because it has nothing to do with knowledge or self assurance or something. Everything else would somehow be apparently artificial and it would. And it would need to be kept up somehow. So, but when there is no one, there just is no one, and it's not really a claiming of that. It's it's rather an admitting of it.
0: So there's a recognizing, or it 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 doesn't. It's not something to get, which is the most important thing for people to understand, maybe it's 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 already so to work from that premise
1: well yeah there already isn't anyone yeah and it's not an issue it's not something that when there is no one it's not really something that's interesting anymore because there just isn't anyone it's not something that i need to remind myself or that my joy is based on so to speak the knowledge that there is no there there just is no one i mean that hello what so yeah of course it's more it's more like this but it's not yeah it's not a real issue my impression is when there is someone it's always an issue one's own presence is always an issue for the person my life What do I want? What's this about? Was this good or bad? Did I, have I already become no one? When you are in non-dual circles, but I think for the person, it's life and some sort of seeking is always an issue. But when there is no one, so to speak, there's no issue left. Not even the issue to not be anyone. There's just no issue.
0: It's hard to comprehend that that's so sure that's because if there's never a place to end, there's no arrival, how can yes. no one be an arrival?
1: Yes, it's not, and this is not coming out of that's the thing when I say there is no one, it's not coming from a place of knowledge, it's not coming from a knowledge that I carry around since five years, and I'm I'm sure of, one could say the certainty, if you would call it like that, is instant. On the one hand, it's timeless, but actually it's instant. That's what I mean. It's just there is no one. I don't have to look for it. I don't have to remember it. I don't have to remember the concept. It's just a direct report about what seems to be going on.
0: So to be sure, that surety, maybe sitting on the fence, someone might think, you know, I have to be sure there's no one there. such so sounds ridiculous when I talk and like this. But anyway, it's like <clears throat> that's a mental idea as well.
1: Yes. But of course, that's what the seeker is looking for with total sincerity. I mean, one could say that's actually quite sweet <laughs> from the seeker that the seeker really wants to know it the seeker doesn't want a fake fulfillment it wants real fulfillment so and and its idea is how can i become that how can i honestly and sincerely know that there is no one thinking that being no one is something good for me (laughs) or thinking that this must be liberation, my liberation. And so, yeah, that's the attempt. How can I become that as a me? How can I be there and, and claim wholeheartedly and honestly I am liberated, I have become no one, there is no. But this will never happen. It can't happen. It can't. It can't.
0: Terrible message. It's terrible.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well yes. If 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 the seeker
0: would be real, it would be really horrible. Yes. Yeah. I mean you'd be climbing the walls. Um you know um God it, it's such a an amazing thing. I mean, we want to be present at our own absence. Isn't that so ridiculous? I mean... Yes.
1: Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's wonderful. But yes, exactly. Yes. Yeah.
0: There are clues to this. I mean, prior to birth, we know that that there was a prior to birth because we say before we were born. So... We're probably that presence that doesn't know itself, is that what's happening now?
1: oh, yeah, one could say so, oh, yeah, absolutely. that's the natural reality, and it would only and it's only a dream that there is something here knowing itself. It doesn't happen that that is the unknowable, it's the same unknowable then, so to speak, prior to birth. It never changed. Even with birth, it, it, it didn't change. It remained equally inexperienced.
0: So ultimately we're not the we're not the beingness or the non-beingness.
1: Yes, there is no, there is no comprehension, really, about the idea of what we are and what we aren't. That's just what apparently happens, but it's totally inexperienced. It doesn't even experience itself. It just is itself. So sitting in front of a screen and being you and being me is blindly itself. It doesn't even know if it is. It just is, so to speak.
0: There's seeing happening automatically. There's hearing happening. I can hear you. You know... there's no effort, is there, to be made?
1: Absolutely, there's no effort. Yep. Yep.
0: And you're seeing me, I'm seeing you. I mean, there's no fixed point for you where that scene is happening from?
1: Absolutely, yeah, one could say so, yes. Yes, there isn't, yep. there isn't a separate experience. Uh, also, off the seeing of this.
0: So where's the motivation for the seeing to be registered? You know, I mean.
1: It's not really registered. That's the thing. There is nothing additional registering and telling to itself. Okay, now there's this conversation going on. Aha, I see John. And so it's not, it, it doesn't happen.
0: So there's no um, comment. I, I used to call it the committee meeting. There's no committee meeting happening.
1: Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I mean, I'm quite sure the brain does its job, <laughs> but but uh, there isn't anything experiencing this from a separate standpoint.
0: Yet there's hearing-happening experiences are happening.
1: Apparently, but actually no one knows it really.
0: So there are experiences, but no experiencer.
1: I wouldn't, I wouldn't say like that because for me the experiencer goes together with experiences. I would say there's apparently there is a living body, and the body speaks, the body feels, the body thinks, but there is nothing there experiencing the body speaking, feeling, thinking. Uh, (laughs) it's some people you know some people would say when there are feelings they would call feelings experiences yeah but i would say there are feelings apparently but they are not experienced that's what i mean the body feels but how do you know you have them then oh impossible it's Mm -hmm. a, a it's not known. I don't know that I have feelings.
0: But if you strike your thumb with a hammer, you're going to feel. It, you know, you're going to feel it. Uh,
1: yes, that's what I mean. Apparently, the body would feel pain, and there would be ow. But all of this would happen for no one. There wouldn't be an additional experience so that's aware of the pain in the body. It's just the body feeling pain. No.
0: So maybe there's no story around hitting your thumb with the hammer or such.
1: There is no experiencing of it.
0: Yeah, I mean, there'd, there'd be no, like, look what happened to my thumb, and you're going showing everybody your thumb its swollen, and it's like, you know, you're complaining to this person, that person, and, you know going on about it for maybe two, three months, <laughs> him, you know, um, because that, that referencing, actually getting into that now, come to think of it, that referencing to our story, there's like a similarity in that and the seeking story. Yeah, of course. reference to, the more it keeps it alive, you know, keeps the story alive.
1: Yeah, but I would say the basis of it, so to speak, is the sense of I am that lives in the need to tell itself stories. That's why I say liberation is not the end of telling oneself stories. It's the end of oneself. And automatically stories lose, lose their meaning, so to speak. Stories aren't interesting anymore. But it's really this this illusion of a separate experience and that's I would describe as energetic and that's what turns out to be illusory so there is no observer of me feeling the pain there is no there isn't a separate awareness to what happens
0: so the only way is to take out that core illusion of the separate self that I am to see through that because everything else is sort of adding carrots to the the search yes would you kind of agree with
1: that I didn't really understand
0: as in like there are some teachings it would go around the subject as you kind of spoke about at the start of the programme and this is like a direct to take it out by the root, you know, besides trimming the branches and giving something for the eagle to do to trim the branches, it just keeps tree oh. and
1: One yeah. could say so, yeah. It's ripping out the root by, by the turning out that it's not even there. You can't even rip it out. It's not there. There is that no root, one.
0: The root isn't even there to rip out. That's just, you have to give someone something to do. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, now no, I mean, that's the whole thing and and it's impossible to compromise not not out of um <clears throat> not because it's not allowed to compromise, but the thing is, the moment you give one thing, you acknowledge the whole thing to be real, and it really doesn't matter if you offer a path of hundreds of lifetimes. Or if you say just this one thing, just rip out the root, it doesn't matter. It contains the same drama and all of it contains the same illusion. You can't rip out the root. There is no me to drop. There is no me to go on a path for 100 years. And But there is also no me who is able to do one step, not even this single step. It contains the whole drama of seeking. I'm now here and I have to do something in order to create wholeness. No, exactly that is the dream. Nothing else. Can't compromise. It's impossible. But as I say, not out of a concept. It's not, well, um, it has to be radical or something. No, no, no it's impossible to compromise here because it's exactly this first i am which is the dream and what follows doesn't matter one step 10 years of meditation 100 lifetimes of whatever oh no i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs>
0: It's sort of, you know, and it could be said that's true compassion, you know.
1: Well, in that sense, yes, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pointing that all the drama isn't real and all the drama isn't needed, of course. Yes.
0: I remember Yuji Krishnamurti. Have you heard of him, the barking dog? Mm, Yeah. I mean, that was, you know, just my own perspective my own opinion is that yeah it was true compassion it was leaving no it was just leaving you with nothing no questions it was just totally like and he never gave that compromise you know um yeah. and into i'm just going to segueing into that but the giving compromises can be seen like you know you know telling us there's no one there you know it's like ah, oh, it's easy to say that you know the, but there's more to it, isn't there? Yeah. Because when, you, when, you, when you're talking from that place, and this came up years ago, and I was speaking to somebody else about it. I said, Is that why it changed for you when you started talking like you're talking now? Like we call it guru speak or whatever, you know, you have to put a label on it. Because he was talking, the loop had seen, been seen through, thinking had been seen through, it had collapsed. And in, I could understand that, obviously, you can't talk like a, a rational, historical, egoic person anymore, because you can't lie.
1: That's that's the thing, yeah. I mean, it has nothing to do with lying, really. And it's not, some some people call this message radical, and they think there is, something that wants it to be radical or if radical is a method or something. But in the end, it's just an impossibility to compromise. Yes, it's just impossible. And in that sense, it would be lying directly. It's impossible to to open up this concept to acknowledge you or anyone as a seeker and send them go on seeking. Yeah, meditate. Yes, rip out the root. Find yourself. Ask, go home and sit on the sofa and ask yourself, who are you and stuff? No, it would be, it would be pa- it would be instantly painful. <laughs> it's an impossibility. <laughs> totally. In that sense, it's not radical for the sake of being radical or uncompromising for the sake of being uncompromising. That is the message. There is no one. You can't compromise with that, so to speak. And it's funny because there are um, many, many teachers um, which would call this compassion to, um, to meet people where they are, to acknowledge the seeker, because it's still there, and then give them methods until they are ripe enough and stuff. Some people would call this compassion, but from from this, from, from there not being anyone, it's, yeah, this is compassion, so to speak. No one does it, and it's no one's compassion. It's not holy or stuff like that, but as we just pointed out, it would feel, it would be lying.
0: Yeah, and that helps with discernment around teachers, you know, even knowing that. I mean, um, there's a lot of, it's a rocky road for seekers, isn't it, this whole journey.
1: No, uh, absolutely, I have, of course, yeah, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, in the end, that's what the seeker is looking for, you know personal advice and so most people just for them it's it's yeah well it's just what happens
0: yeah to become a better person in fact they're probably becoming a worse version of what they really are by doing that
1: and they become uh
0: they probably become a it's it's as if that life force that we don't know is totally open To become a lie. Oh, yeah,
1: totally. Oh, yeah, of course. Oh, yes.
0: That's how uncompromising it inherently is and how free and non-judgmental, that even seems like a very weak word to put on that presence. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yes.
1: Yeah. it, It has absolutely no clue about right or wrong or about, yeah, right or wrong. Yeah. No clue about it, it doesn't care because it doesn't exist, it doesn't have any direction. That again would be the freedom, the utter freedom.
0: We could call it freedom, but even freedom gives, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, and it's
1: not even like something like, yeah, it's a lie, but okay. No, it's really okay, (laughs) it's just. Totally free to be whatever it is. No holding back. Wholeness doesn't hold back.
0: (laughs) Yeah, and it doesn't say. It allows the world to go around the way it does, as such. Yeah. Um.
1: Uh, One could say so. There is no no holding back about saying, nah, shall we let allow this? Mm, maybe. <laughs> no, it's just, whatever.
0: When you mention that, it's like the Big Bang. I mean, was there ever such a thing? Or what about time? How do we negotiate time in this conversation? I mean, is there such a thing or is it tied to me? Or Yes. Yeah, it's tied to me.
1: Yeah. I mean, the personal experience is, I am now here. I am something that is now here. I'm aware of it. I experience myself now here. And it's this now and here that creates the impression of time and space. Only. And when that collapses, there's nothing left which could say, I'm now here, I'm happening right now. There is something happening right now. It's just book over. And then it's timeless. By just there not being time. And, and the Big Bang, sorry, I just imagined it. Very it's important. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the Big Bang is actually the story of the person. At the beginning, there was existence was born. No one really knows what was before or cares about it. The whole story starts with something being born and then evolving. That's exactly how the person experiences itself. I'm born one moment out of nothing, I was born, and from then on, my life happened. My life evolved. So the big bang story is just another personal story. <laughs> it's again the person projecting itself onto the universe. Yeah. And it's so and no one cares about before and stuff like that. It's like in real life, conceptually you know there must have been a before. It's logical, but it doesn't really play a role. All that all that seems to be important is the Big Bang and what happened afterwards. Like in the person's life, all that seemed all that seems important is my birth and my life afterwards. <laughs> but before that, of of course, conceptually there must have been a before, but no one cares at all about that.
0: Yeah, there was the big bang and everything happened. And then it's like, you know some people say there could be another big bang and finish the whole lot you know <laughs> well yeah at the moment but um yeah and then we've got a fear of death talking about big bangs and big exits um you know what about death is there a, is there such a thing
1: uh, no of course not because this birth wasn't real i mean that is the dream i i, I i'm now here i've been born and I'm now here is the dream. So, as there isn't anything real now, nothing can really die. So, no, there is no death in that sense. It's a dream, it's another dream that one day there will be something which is called my death. Oh, no. Oh, no.
0: God is too much, isn't it, for the mind?
1: Yeah,
0: it's impossible, yes. It's like, oh, the mind will go, yeah, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. (laughs) And it's okay, and it's like, hold on a minute, we're talking about death here, and you are telling me, Mm. you know, it it loves stories and references to the past and the future and to make itself feel secure. Because feeling secure is basically not wanting freedom, isn't it?
1: Yeah, one could, oh Yeah, feeling secure means to survive. To survive as a me, how can I feel safe as a me? Which is the same as how can I survive? How can I, I survive this moment and still exist in the next moment? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what's all seeking about is in the end. How can I survive this moment? How should I be open, aware, present, closed, whatever? All attempts of how can there be this and me? In that sense, seeking is a survival mechanism.
0: Isn't it just the most fascinating subject to talk about?
1: Yeah, it's amazing. It's It's, amazing, yes.
0: And I was going to say, you must talk about the same things all the time. But then I'm kind of understanding when I'm after saying it just there. It doesn't matter to you, does it? Obviously.
1: Ah uh, Yes, of course. Yes. Yeah. It's just what comes out. Yeah. And it, it's gorgeous and it's fun. But at the same time, it's meaningless.
0: Well, yes. So everything's like we're all actors on the stage. It's all a drama, and at the end of the day, everything everything is raised. Yeah. Well, there's, there's a certain urge that comes up here. Sorry, like a like a a passion. Even knowing that, there's like, oh, geez, let's live, you know? Wow, let's really go for it, you know? <laughs> all right. You know, no idea why. Um mm. But it's like knowing that it's like it it it, it releases any holds that any restrictions that would be on, in. in the oh, micro- totally.
1: Yes. Yeah. yeah. Is, I mean, it's terrible. It
0: <clears throat> Sorry, Andres, is that how it is for you now? I mean, is life better for you now, or sorry, is it worse or what, or?
1: Well- <laughs> Well, I can't. Well, it's hard. Well, uh, that's impossible to answer because there isn't really nothing left that has a life. But as I said before, of course, this artificial me reality and this artificial struggle dropped, of course. And apparently, the, this seems to bring, yeah, it doesn't really bring anything. It's just the end of this artificial struggle. <laughs> and naturally, there's no problem, really. That's, but it's not like that for me. There isn't someone having a better life experience now, so that's hard to explain. I'm not someone who's better off than anyone else, but yeah, certainly this this struggle ended. Yeah.
0: And as you said before, there's more ease to to life.
1: So to say, yes, naturally, automatically. Of course, because uh, because essentially there is no problem with anything. Yeah. Even with having problems, even with getting frustrated or whatever, there's just no deep, deeper problem with anything. Nothing needs, needs a deeper answer. Everything is already good enough, being itself. Nothing needs an additional transformation or a deeper good. It's just fine as it is for no one. But in that sense, that's the natural reality. It's just fine, whatever, anything while it happens not 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 conceptually no one knows that it's not knowing that everything is fine no while it happens it's just what it is and naturally fine
0: so prior to awakening and post awakening what's the difference
1: Well, you can't measure it really, because in the end, it was whole and complete all the time. So there is no real difference. That's the surprise in the end. When when the me drops, it just turns out that there never has been a problem. It's not even really that from that point on the problem is gone. It's an utter surprise that nothing has ever been a problem, including the seeking and the so-called delusion and whatever. It's As I say, it's incomprehensible and it's an utter surprise. And I can't explain it. I can't make it logical. I can't explain it to you in a way that it makes sense. But it just was like that. There was never anything missing. There was never a real problem with anything.
0: And that has to be the case, doesn't it? Because if there was a prize, God, that would be, that would be hell. Yeah. <laughs> For yes. Yeah. And that's why the Buddha just walked off. <laughs> <laughs> Bye, guys. Yeah, just walked off and said nothing. Yeah.
1: Yes. It is, a, a, sometimes I say this, it was amazing when I, Actually, it was amazing. Well, I just not never expected that. When I started the talks. so when those talks happened, it was actually the, the first time in my life where I had nothing to say anymore, neither to myself nor to anyone else. It, in a way, it was the most unlogical moment to start the talks because there was blankness, so to speak no knowledge, as I said, nothing that I told myself, nothing that I wanted to share with someone, no. Everything was just and still is, of course, perfect. No one needed to hear this message. No one needed to hear those words. I didn't have to tell them to myself. There was no attempting at all because that's how it is. There is nothing that needs to be added.
0: It's your undefended, yeah,
1: yeah. It's, again?
0: You, you're you undefended, you're not defended, like...
1: Oh, to- absolutely, yes, yes. Totally undefended, and there is no state, no artificial state that needs to be defended, that needs to be kept up, somehow hold, yes.
0: Not it, at all. It's so It's so clear, listening to you. It, it's just... It, It's just, it's so, it's like, of course, you know. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, you know, when you think about it and you think about all the pitfalls and you really have a look and you say, well, you know, I remember there was a good one. A a person said to me once, um, you can't teach what can't be known. Uh, It's a lovely pointer. Yes.
1: Yeah. Remind me
0: of that.
1: Yeah, that's why this is not a teaching, honestly, so to speak. Yeah. So,
0: but there's a lot to be said when you sit down and everything is blank and natural and ease. <laughs> well, it, It's quite an amazing place because normally people would call that, my God, he's really confident. Look, he's sitting there like there's nothing happening. It's like, if you only knew there is nothing happening.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) You know, and you seem very relaxed and, you know, probably if there's anything to resonate from from someone that has seen through this stuff, it's not really loud, is it? It's not obvious, loud, pretentious. It's just very simple, isn't it?
1: Yeah, one could say so. Yes, yes. Yeah, we, it, it doesn't need... Oh, now I'm lacking English. It doesn't need to make more out of itself than it is, so to speak. It's not artificially, it doesn't need an artificial greatness or stuff like that. Yeah, it's very, what we talk about is very simple. Yeah. Yes. Mm. Well, it's just this.
0: <laughs> just this happening. I mean, does everything look different you know, Andreas? In the world?
1: Well, it's always, as I said, it's always hard with those questions because there is no one left for whom it is in a certain way. But again, I could say the same thing. When there is someone, everything is filtered through this personal experience. And it's kind of constantly seeing things that don't exist purpose, meaning, time, space, direction. Um, development, stuff like that. So in that sense, the person constantly sees an artificial reality and yes, that's not there anymore but it's not replaced by me seeing something else or something special. So well, maybe this would be the difference.
0: I remember I went to a meeting with Tony Parsons, there was a meeting in Dublin here. And he was like, you know, it's stunning. And I went, yeah. And he said, simple. I went, oh.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, that's how it is for me now.
0: (laughs) And the pause was like the big thing was the pause. Yeah. Um, So it's simply stunning and stunningly simple this. And it's undefended. It's very, it's full of ease. It's just incomprehensible. You can't comprehend it. It's full of compassion. I mean, there's a lot in that. I mean, and it can't be labeled. We put labels on it like God and Allah and, you know, all sorts of labels.
1: Exactly. I mean, the surprises, one could say if you you mention all those things, the surprises that they are ordinary. While the person puts those, things you know love and what what you just said the person puts those things on high up there as if they were a very holy far away goal and the person thinks it must be utterly special and so extraordinary because it's not its experience but the actual surprises that those things are totally ordinary and has the and have nothing to do with the specialness that the person thinks they have have, or what liberation all this is about. Holiness, harmony is the natural reality, so to speak. It's not personal. No one has it. No one owns it. No one experiences it. But on the other hand, it's very ordinary and simple and this. It's just
0: this. And usually religions are not I'm not saying there's anything wrong with religions because they, they have their place in a way, you know, <clears throat> but they're very salesy. And it's like they're selling us ideas. And but with this message, there's nothing for sale, is there?
1: Absolutely. Yes. Yes. Because it already is like that. That's what I mean in religions and in, in any personal narrative, so to speak. Holiness, or what we talk about, is somewhere. Then, it's at the end of a long path. It's over there, and it must it, and it must be extraordinary because ordinary is now, and fulfillment is then, and it must be different and special and stuff. But it, always,
0: it always negates where where we always are. Yeah. Exactly.
1: And there you can sell methods. That's what you can sell. Hello, I know the path. If you do this, and you can sell them. But here, I can't sell this. It's already happening. Wholeness harmony is not over there. It's not somewhere and I can show you the path. I can't show you the path to wholeness. Because what happens is whole already. And in a story one could say, even the seekers not seeing of it. It's the same wholeness. It's the same wholeness that we talk about. The same incomprehensible wholeness that we talk about. So, uh, uh, yeah, it, again, it's an impossibility to suggest, to sell something. To promise something, to say, "Hey, follow me, listen to me, that will help you." No, sorry. The, 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 there isn't even this suggestion. You don't need to. There is no one.
0: Um, yeah, it's it. You know, listening, I, my mind is kind of going. Yeah, people. They gravitate towards, relig- to to gurus, to religions, to be in sort something, even though they're not, they wouldn't admit to be in sort something. They think it's for the greater good. But they're on the road to hell in a way, maybe, because it's building up. It's keeping that false self alive, isn't it? I mean, but does it matter then? I mean,
1: God, does it no, matter? No, that's the thing. It doesn't matter at all because it just is what apparently happens. And um, it doesn't matter at all. You can't really bring cause and effect in there. It's not the teachings that keep the seeker misguided. I mean, it's the seeker also greedy for teachings. So it's just what apparently happens. And on the one hand, no one's really misguided. And on the other hand, there is no one really lost in that. It's just what apparently happens as well. I'm fine with it. (laughs) But I also don't care.
0: (laughs) Don't care, like, I mean.
1: About this happening. It's not an issue for me. But on the other hand, when it comes to this message, I'm also happy exposing this game.
0: Yeah, gurus seem to do that. They seem to. I I see that a lot. They seem to have a go order gurus. And it seems to be like there was some sort of an Indian uh thing. Sorry, my 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 Eastern traditional teachings aren't great, but it seems that gurus go head to head and it's a natural uh way of things, apparently. Mm. Traditionally they've always done that, it seems.
1: Yeah, oh totally, of course. I mean it's yeah. I mean, especially there, it also has quite a social
0: aspect and traditional aspect of course Mm. andreas yeah it's been lovely talking to you very easy to talk to it's nice yeah thanks yeah um um yeah where do you do teachings you've got a website or or meetings i'd like to let you to know people let people know
1: uh, yes, yeah, I have uh, talks and online talks, and of course now I start traveling again a bit more. I traveled before, before the pandemic. I, I was traveling a lot, and then I had a break, and now I'm traveling again. So my website is uh, thetimelesswander.com, and probably you first end up at the German version, but there is a a, a flag you can click on, and then there are all my events. And there's a, I think there's a lot of stuff, videos and books and schedule and stuff. Yeah, it's all there.
0: Timelesswander.com. And you've got books as well. Have you written any books?
1: Yes. Yeah, a few. Mem- I mean, mostly it's transcriptions from from talks, but also some written stuff. Yeah, quite a few now, actually, over the years.
0: <laughs> great, great it's good it's great um it's been lovely talking to you and, and having you on the show and um yeah so uncompromisingly we we'll, we'll we'll have to say goodbye apparently
1: <laughs> oh, <laughs> thank you very much for the invitation i enjoyed it very much lovely
0: same here andreas and uh take care and uh we, we hopefully talk again soon yeah
1: yeah thank you very much take care Thanks. <laughs>